Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. If she would come, she's going to preach the word today to us. If we could all stand in honor of the First Lady of Landmark. Man, God bless Sister Burke. I will say that, uh, and she might try to refute this, but uh, Sister Burke is my favorite preacher. <laughs> Wayne Huntley and Sister Burke go right hand in, but Sister Burke is a little bit more than that. Matter of fact, I. I She's my favorite preacher over myself. And I, I love and appreciate Sister Burke. She is a godly woman, and she has felt after the Lord, and I know that she has a word for this congregation. Let's pray for her today. Lord Jesus, I pray for my wife. I pray, God, that you would give her a blessing upon her life as she delivers the word. Let her deliver her heart. Let her feel that ministering of your word go forth and touch the hearts and lives of those that are here. Bless her today. Bless her today. God, we're so thankful and so grateful for all that you do. We're thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for that prayer today. In this presence, I am reminded of what it must have been like when they would open the Torah and begin to read and how everything was silenced because as they begin to read, the Spirit of the Lord would descend. The whole point of the word of God is to change me. The whole point of picking up this word in the morning and beginning to read it is so at the end of the day, I'm not the same person that I was before I read it. And today, the point of the word of God is to change us, to be more like him. Even if it's just a little bit, at least we're moving forward, right? So, I, I feel this just so strongly. And I guess the reason I feel it so strongly is because I know how this message came about. Just as in the days of old and the spirit of the Lord would move upon people and they would begin to write. And now we have this sacred word. He is still speaking. And if we will tune our ear to him, he will speak to any of us at any time. 
when we want to hear from him and we need to hear from him. So today I turn your attention to the word of the Lord, Psalm 23. If you don't want to read it and you want to quote it, then let's do that. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'd like to take my text today from Psalm 23 and 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I want to preach to you for a few moments today about the path of righteousness. You may be seated. There's a lot that can happen in the new year. And happy new year to each and every one of you. You may have a brand new calendar. Maybe even a new app that you have downloaded. Even a new journal to write in or a new budget book. And so we all begin the year of 2024. There's so many different directions we could take. So many different paths we could walk down this year. So many decisions ahead of us. There's so many goals that we can set for ourselves in various areas of our lives. Has anyone set a goal for 2024? Goals are good. Being intentional is the right thing. But just as with any other year, 2024 is no different. Thank God we all have a free will. And we get to make our own choices. Here's one choice we get to make. We can take the lead on 2024. Or we can allow the Lord to lead us. We can either allow ourselves enough solitude to hear his voice and be led by his spirit, or we can just let life happen and see what becomes of the year. We have the choice to pick up the word of God and not only read it, but meditate upon it and apply it to our lives on a daily basis and let it light up our pathway. Or 
we can keep walking of our own accord and with our own logical thought patterns and just see where we end up December 31st of this year. The choice is completely ours. If we could be honest with ourselves, I believe that we would agree that life is much better when God takes the lead. We've heard the phrase, follow his lead. That's exactly what we as God's people, as the body of Christ, have been beckoned to do. Follow his lead. David was saying in Psalm 23, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. What does that path look like? What's on this path of righteousness? What can we see on this path? What can we experience while on this walkway? Now, I've made many decisions many times to go to the park and take a walk or a walking trail. And my mindset has been I need fresh air, I need to exercise, this is good for me. But what typically happens is more than just a walk. It turns into an experience. I might be walking alone and just enjoying my time. But then I begin to commune with God and it becomes an experience. It's good to be alone with God. And if you're walking with children, well, your attention could be brought to many little seemingly insignificant things along the way. But through their eyes, what they see, it can lead to a beautiful experience. Things maybe we wouldn't notice as adults, but they notice every little thing. It was back this past summer, we were out taking a walk. We had been camping, and the girls went with us. And uh, Nori found every teeny, tiny, almost microscopic mushroom that you could find. It was an experience. It wasn't just a walk. Now, if we're walking with a friend, a conversation can happen during that time that could affect the rest of our life. So it's just like that with this path that God wants to lead us on. He doesn't want to just take us on a walk, but allow him to lead us into things that are righteous in his eyes experiences that will change our lives forever and the lives of those that we encounter. God not only wants to lead us in the paths of righteousness, but he is the way and he is righteousness. So wherever he leads us, it's going to be right. It's going to be just. It will lead us into doing what is right. How many want to make right decisions in 2024? In the Old Testament, the word righteousness was mostly the attribute of God and who he was. Those called righteous or just or perfect and upright 
were the people who followed God's plan, followed his lead, followed his commandments and his laws. Those who didn't question God, but they just did whatever he asked. Hey, Noah, go build a huge boat. Yes, Lord. Even when they didn't understand, it was counted unto them for righteousness. So David was saying he leads us in the way of himself. We know God is not going to lead us in a way that he himself would not take. In the Old Testament, righteousness was referring to the way of God's attributes. The way that he is. He's ethically right. He's morally right. He's truthful. He's just. He's lawful. Now, in the New Testament, when we see that word righteousness, it means integrity, virtue, purity of life, the correct way of feeling, thinking, and acting. It was referring more to the interactions of God with mankind, how he would act toward mankind, and our actions with one another. Several of our young people were able to hear the message at Youth Congress that Kendra Schock preached. She told the story of visiting Israel, and she was seeking for an answer. The Lord had been speaking to her about righteousness, and when she got to Israel, she thought, I'm going to ask some Jewish rabbis, what does this word mean? She asked several of them, and they all said the same thing. It's the only state acceptable to God. Well, that was intriguing. And her next question was, then how does one become righteous? And their answer, again, all the same. Treating all people the way you would treat God. Entertaining others as if you were entertaining God. Wow. Jesus was speaking to John the Baptist just before he was baptized. And in Matthew 3, 13 through 15... I'm reading in the English Standard Version. <clears throat> then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, <laughs> I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. Us, John, you and I, we are doing this righteousness thing together. In the Old Testament, we can see the attributes of God. In the New Testament, those attributes are right in front of our eyes through the actions and through the life and the words of Jesus Christ. Timothy said it today, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Put it out there where we could see it so we could follow his lead. Not just laws and words for us to try to figure out how to follow, but he put it into action.
so we could see what it's like to be righteous. The righteousness of God was fulfilled right in front of the eyes and the ears of every person sitting on the hillside listening to Jesus' sermon on the mount. The love of God was fulfilling the law of God even as Jesus spoke. He was speaking to them and trying to lead them down the path of righteousness. This is how you treat others. You heard it said, thou shall not kill. Well, love says, righteousness says, if you are even angry without a cause, then you are in danger of judgment. You heard an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, love says, righteousness says, if they hit you on the right cheek, let him hit you on the other also. If someone asks for something of you, give it to them. Go ahead, let them borrow your stuff. I am salt and I am light. Now you are salt and you are light. So let your light so shine. You heard it taught, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But righteousness says, love says differently. Who's leading here? Which path will you follow? The path of self and carnality or the path of righteousness? I, the righteous one, says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for those who persecute you. It's righteousness when no one sees how much you give. It's righteous when no one knows how much you pray. It's righteous when nobody knows you're fasting. These are the paths of righteousness that God is wanting to lead us down. This has never changed. His word remains the same. and He still feels the same way that he did when those words were penned. He came to example obedience to the Ten Commandments. To example love fulfilling the law. To show us how to love our neighbor as ourself so we could fulfill the law. Kendra Shock said, righteousness is not about appearance. Righteousness is not about appearance. It's about how we treat others. Why? Why are you and I to follow him into righteousness? To make a difference in this world? Absolutely. To make disciples? Yes. To live in peace and enjoy? Yes. To please God? Yes. But our scripture text gives us another reason and maybe the most important reason of all. For his name's sake. As his representatives on this earth, we are putting his reputation on the line every time we do our own thing. Every time we make our own choices. Every time we fulfill our own will. Or 
vice versa. We're putting his reputation on the line when we let him take the lead. When we fulfill his will for our lives. We are to be following his lead for his name's sake. Here is the meaning of that phrase. It's for the purpose and the intent of his reputation. For his fame and for his glory. We not only need to let God lead us in the path of righteousness for our own welfare or for our own goodness or for the sake of our future, but for his namesake, for the future of his reputation. His name's already been taken out of the schools. It's already been taken out of the government. It's taken out of our city halls and our hospitals. And sad to say, it's even been taken out of some churches, so-called churches. He's not recognized as God Almighty. He's not recognized as the creator of heaven and earth by this world that we're in today. He's not recognized as the one who put breath in our lungs. They even put his name with a lowercase g. And they are trying their best to prove him non-existent. The pastor has said it over and over. We need a God moment. We need the miraculous to happen so they will know that it is God. And yes, we do need that. Miracles, signs, and wonders should be following every single one of us as we follow God down the path of righteousness. Signs will not follow a person who is not following God. Miracles will not happen if I'm making my own choices in my day and I'm not allowing God to take the lead. When I pick up my phone, I pick up my iPad, who is leading? Is it my flesh or is it his spirit? The Lord brought a thought to me a while ago during worship. That's that word selah that we read so many times in the book of Psalm. We'll read the scripture and then it will say selah. That means pause. And think about it. Maybe we need a Selah moment when we pick up our device. Pause and think about it. When we pick up the remote, who's leading? My carnality or the spirit of God that is at work inside of me trying to lead me in the paths of righteousness? When you pick up a game controller or a mouse for the computer, who is in control? Have I taken time with the leader today? Have I spent quality time with God or my family before frivolous time wasting mindless activities or scrolling? When I fill out my new calendar, who's making the decisions here? Who's taking the lead this month, this week? The things that I write down, if, is it because it's what I want to do or have I even inquired 
of the Lord. When I'm looking at my budget for the year, do I even consider what he wants? The provider of my finances, do I even ask what he wants? You want me to give to missions? Should I give to the future fund, which is the future of this church? Do I need to help pay the bills of the church by giving to the general fund? You tell me what to do, God. Here's what I have. This is what you've provided for me. Tell me what to do, and I will do it. I found out if we obey him, the blessings of the Lord are nonstop. Who is in control of my budget? Let me remind you of a beautiful story in the book of Acts, chapter 10. There was a man, and he was a very good man. And he was also a very, very hungry man to know more about God. And God saw his heart. His name was Cornelius. There was seemingly no hope for him to know about Jesus because the gospel had only been given to the Jews. God answered his prayer, told him exactly where to go and who to ask for so that he could know about salvation. At the same time of Cornelius' hunger, Peter had a hunger inside of himself as well. Peter made the choice to go away from everyone else and be by himself to have time with God. As he was praying, he fell into a trance, and that's when he saw the vision where God revealed to him that this gospel is not just for the Jewish people, but for all Gentiles as well. Aren't you thankful that Peter made the choice to follow the path of righteousness and take the time to be alone with the Lord so the Lord could speak to him? The meeting was set, and after Cornelius told Peter his story and Peter told Cornelius his vision, this is what Peter said in Acts 10, 34 and 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. And the end result in verses 44 through 48, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word, and, the, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can a man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Yes, the same man. 
the same disciple that followed Jesus for three and a half years, then through fear denied that he even knew Jesus, Peter has showed us how to get back up after failure. After doing things our own way and keep following Jesus all the way to the end. And look at the result of that decision. The path of righteousness leads to lost souls. The path of righteousness leads us to the hungry. The path that God chooses for each of us is a life-changing path. Want a joy-filled 2024? Then help somebody else find the path of righteousness. What can happen if we would each one allow God to take the lead. If we would allow God to show us the way. What could happen right here in our community if you and I got away from it all, spent some time in prayer and let God speak and show us the path of righteousness that he has laid out for 2024. Am I following his paths of righteousness? Or am I doing my own thing? As I said in the beginning, we have a choice. Thank God we have a choice. Thank God Peter made the choice to go away and pray. God is beckoning us today to walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We're not here to make a name for ourselves. We're not here so somebody will know who we are or we can get some accolades. We are serving God because he needs some glory. He needs some recognition. He said, our righteousness is as filthy rags. On December 31st, 2024, let the world see who led our lives this year. Let our lives reflect his glory this year. Let his kingdom come in our lives this year. Let his will be done in this year. I'm not interested in my will. I can make a lot of really good decisions. I can try to do everything right. I can try to follow every commandment of the word of God. But if I am not allowing the spirit to lead me and guide me and direct my paths and take over my calendar, then I'm just walking in a good way. But it might not be a righteous way. It might not be what he planned out for 2024. I believe there are souls that he wants to lead us toward just like Cornelius that are hungry. They are hungry and God wants to fill them. We were not just born to endure this life and its pressures and then die. No, we were born and then we were born again of the water and of the spirit. 
so we could leave footprints for others to follow in this way also. I'm following, so my sons will follow. They're following, so their children will follow. Who is following in your footsteps? You have to answer that for yourself, and I have to answer that for myself. Who are we influencing? We need to be influencing as he, God Almighty, is influencing us. We need to be able to walk down a path of righteousness and not do it alone, but have those following us as well as we follow Christ. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended. For this one thing I do, forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind. And reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. 2023 is gone. It is behind us. You can rip the calendar up and throw it away. Let's forget about all those days that we led the way in 2023. And together, can we make a commitment to the Lord? We're going to press. We're going to press toward the mark. That word simply means I'm going to follow after it. I'm going to pursue the mark, the goal for Jesus Christ, for his namesake, for his namesake. You see, if I keep doing things my own way and doing what I want to do and making all my own decisions, I don't know if God's going to get glory out of my life. I don't know if I'm going to make his name famous. I don't know if I'm going to bring back the powerful name of Jesus into my community and let them know he's still alive. He's still working. He's still doing miracles today. But if I allow him to lead me down the path of righteousness, which simply means the way that I treat you and the way that I treat you and the way that I treat you the way that I would treat God is the way I should treat you. The path of righteousness, how we interact with one another, what is right before God. If we do it his way, he just might receive some glory out of our lives. We have another chance. We have a brand new calendar, and one week is already gone. We have another chance to do it his way. To get up every morning, whatever your routine is, if he's not in it, I want to encourage you, scratch your routine. And then get up tomorrow and say, okay, God. Uh, I hate mornings, and you know that. What do you want today? This is what I have lined out. You know my hours of work. You know when lunch is. You know this. 
But in the midst of it all, what do you want? What do you want me to meditate on today, God? A lot of people read the Bible through, all the way through. That's awesome. Which scripture of that do you want me to meditate on today? What word, if it's just one word out of a scripture, what do I need to change my life? Let one of those words change my life. He's given us a brand new start. Of course, every day his mercies are new. So whether it's the beginning of a year or the end of a year, his mercy is new every day. What do you want, God? I want to declare to you what I feel in the spirit for this year. And then it was confirmed to me by a friend that I know walks in the spirit. She said it first to me after I had already felt it. This is the year for miracles that we have never seen before. That we have never even heard of before. God is wanting to show out this year. He's wanting to make his name famous again. Whether the world acknowledges God or not, he is about to receive glory that they never thought they would give him in 2024. He will once again be known. It's going to be undeniable miracles. It's going to be supernatural signs and wonders. God is ready. I know your mind is doubting right now, and that's okay. Get, pray and get your own revelation. But I say this. Let's put down our phones and allow him to lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. For his name's sake. Can you see it in the news? Look what God has done. This is an undeniable miracle. Somebody saw the hand of God writing on a wall. This is none other than Jesus showing up. It's time to make his name famous again. For his name's sake, I want to be led in the path that is righteous. Not my own way. Not my own decisions because not much can come out of that. But if I listen and tune my ear into the spirit and I say, what would you have me to do today, God? Who would you have me to talk to? What do you want me to do? I just feel and hear the spirit of the Lord, church, calling us back to an actual relationship with him. Not come on Sunday and hear the word and pray a little bit, but you don't have a relationship with your spouse once a week. It's a constant communication or there's not much of a relationship. To have a healthy relationship. It's constant interaction. It's, hey babe, what do you think about this? Let me tell you what I'm feeling about this. 
When you do this, this is how it makes me feel. Communication, constant communication. Because we want a good marriage. We want a marriage that's going to last till the end. I want a relationship with God that I'm pressing toward the prize of the high calling. I'm pursuing it. I am following after it. And I am not going to give up until I reach the end. But the only way I can do that is if I pursue righteousness. If I pursue what he says to pursue. If I do things his way. If you wonder why you're struggling spiritually, just do a little bit of a check in the morning. Who's in control of your schedule? Who's in control of my schedule? I can tell you on the days where I have rough days, it's because I control my schedule. It's because I figured it out. Well, if I just move this and I do that, I can always pray later. If I just do this or that, then... Well, I'll read my Bible tomorrow. Those are the days that are not good and they don't work out very well. But when I get up and I just say, God, lead me. Just lead me. You know what happens? I end up making the right phone call at the right moment. And somebody else is blessed. And somebody else knows that God cares about them. When you say, God, take the lead, it's no coincidence that you bump into somebody at a children's birthday party. Someone that's hungry. The hungry are there. I believe the hungry, many of them, just like Cornelius, they're already trying to get on that path of righteousness. Cornelius was already following after God. He was seeking God. There are so many hungry people that are seeking God. But we're his body on this earth. We are his hands and we are his feet. He is depending on us to be like Peter and have a moment with him where he can speak, where he can show us a vision and then we can get up and obey him. That souls would be saved. Thank God for a new year. Thank God for a new chance. Thank God for a redo. I need it. I want to start my year out right. So on December 31st, if we gather together for a New Year's Eve service, we can come in rejoicing, bringing our sheaves with us. Bringing the fruits with us. Bringing the joy with us, knowing we've done our best to follow down the path of righteousness that he has called us to. I just wonder today, if you would stand with me. And instead of saying this is a New Year's resolution, hope I make it till February 1st, how about a commitment? How about a commitment to God? I'm not sure what all my excuses are going to look like when I get there. Because I've got them. I've got a lot of excuses. 
But we will be judged by what we know and what we've done with what we know. That's not a scare tactic. I'm just speaking truth to you today. But I think we need a wake-up call. I think we need a wake-up call to not walk our own way this year, but to walk following his lead in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. We sing about the name. We love the name of Jesus. We are baptized in his name. We're thankful for that revelation that comes from the word of God. For his name's sake, can we make a commitment to him that you're going to be first, God? No more excuses. I'm going to follow your lead, God. Take the lead, Lord. Take the lead in my day. Take the lead. In my downtime, take the lead in my finances. Take the lead in my relationships. I want to do what you want me to do and be led in your way. Parents, look behind you because they will follow your lead. If you could just begin to pray right where you're at. In the name of Jesus, commit my ways to your ways. My thoughts to your thoughts. I'm asking you, God, to take the lead. I'm surrendering and submitting to you. Submitting to you in every area, God. For your name's sake. For your name's sake. In the name of Jesus.
I'm asking you to stay at your seats today because this is an individual commitment. This is between you and Jesus. And he is absolutely not here to condemn you, but to encourage you. Encourage every one of us. Make the changes that need to be made for my name's sake. Thank you, God, that you understand our frailties and you overlook our excuses. And you're so willing, God, to give us chance after chance after chance. Thank you for it. Thank you for your mercy that was new again this morning and it's in this place. We so commit ourselves to you, Lord, to your kingdom, to your cause. name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Brother Timothy was teaching today on unity. We are the body of Christ. And we need one another. I feel the spirit just speaking and churning in me. If you need an accountability partner, it's a really good thing to do. Keep me accountable. Text me and say, have you read the word today? That's not getting on to you. That's accountability. And if we need that, we need to do it. It's so good for us. Text me and ask me if I've prayed today. Text me and ask me who is leading the way today, me or God. Accountability is good. It's good for us. Do you feel the Lord helping you right now as he puts some things into your spirit and into your mind? Thank you, God. Now, can we just lift our voices to him and thank him for his help because he is with us? He will be with us every step of the way because his name is on the line here for his name's sake. We do this, God. We commit to you, Lord. We commit for you to take the lead in our lives, God, for your name's sake. 
We thank you today, God, for your help. For the strength that you are going to give us during those rough days. For the forgiveness that's already ahead of us for those rough days. Thank you for it, God. Thank you for grace that's ahead of us and mercy. Thank you for it. Thank you for understanding our humanity. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For leading us in the right way, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray over each and every one of us here at Landmark. You know our hearts. You know we love you. I am asking you, God, to just go right beside us, yet even ahead of us, Lord, leading the way. But we ask for your help in doing our best for you, for your kingdom's sake. We know what to do, but we need your help, Lord. So we pray, God, for your help, your strength. In the name of Jesus, over each and every commitment that was made today. And I thank you for it. Thank you for the hearts of your beautiful people, the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for each and every one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Another opportunity to walk right. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Before you leave today, if the Lord puts someone in your mind as an accountability partner, I think you need to talk to them before you leave. Even if they're not here, you can text them. Ask them, would you keep me accountable? Because we're all human and we're all frail. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love you.